0: This is Lee Bonilla, the, the uh, host of the Levi Bonilla Show. Uh, today we're going to be talking about something that has been all over the news and has been all over uh, politics. And it is about the Second Amendment and where does the Second Amendment need to be reeled in. Uh, there's... A lot of issues that have um, happened with people abusing the Second Amendment. The Second Amendment is really a basic right from which all other rights really branch off from. But what most people need to realize about all our rights is that our rights are also responsibility. The responsibility of you being able to carry a gun that's a huge responsibility, and therefore you should be held at that level. Um, <clears throat> so obviously i'm a res- you know respectable gun owner. I absolutely love guns. I love shooting guns. I love the uh being able to train new shooters that are coming into uh, the gun world on how to properly uh hold. Fire their weapons, and also about recognizing and knowing the laws that they that that their state specifically has. I love that, um, and really getting them to appreciate and respect that right that we have to uh, to have guns, and to really appreciate the the amount of responsibility that it is to own and carry a firearm. I've been carrying a firearm for the past seven years. I've been a concealed carry owner, uh, a concealed carry uh, permit holder, um, and I've always pretty much every day carried a gun with me. And to some people that may seem like What's wrong with you? You know, why, why, do you, why do you think you need to carry a gun? I'll tell you why. Because this world is not good, okay? Humanity, there is some sort of humanity somewhere, but there's a lot of evil in this world. That's why I carry. Uh, not because I'm evil. I pray to God for peace, but I prepare for war. Because this world is, has a lot of evil in it. And there are people in this world that no matter how peaceful you are, will try to hurt you and your family. And if you're not ready, if you are just living your life nonchalantly, you will be a victim to them. And that's, that's the only thing they want. They just want to feel hurt. They just want to feel somebody feel that hurt and that pain. So therefore, we have that right and that responsibility to carry a weapon and defend ourselves and our families. So, in my own family, uh, in 2021, I unfortunately lost an uncle who we knew as being one of the most loving, one of the most caring person that you will ever, you would have ever met. Uh, and this this my uncle. Never had issues with anybody. He was the kind of man that would show up at 3 in the morning to his job and work and work and work and come out. And he was just the most awesome guy you could be around. And I'm not just giving you a biased review of him because he's my uncle. I'm just telling him what. The, the dozens of people that showed up to his funeral said, and the dozens of people that knew him and that knew what kind of a person he was, what kind of a sweet man he was and he might not have known you but he always wanted to make you feel happy and feel at home. He was murdered as he was entering his job over what? Over throwing away a co-worker's lunch. He was stabbed dozens of times and then post-mortem hammered until his skull and his cranium was cracked. That's why I choose to not have my family live through that. That's why I choose to be responsible and carry my weapon. Because I don't want my family to have to go through that. There's evil out there, and evil will come for you no matter if you're looking for it or not, even if you're trying to avoid it. There's people out there that just thrive on others' pain. And if you can stop it, that would be the best thing you can do so that somebody else in the line does not become a victim as well. So, with that being said, the Second Amendment is very dear to those of us that hold it. And it seems like whenever something happens, the ones who end up paying for it are the ones who have done nothing wrong. Every time there's a school shooting, we hear about the saw weapons, which is such a vague term to use for a general group of guns that have nothing to do with assault. What is an assault weapon? If I were to ask somebody, what is an assault weapon? What do you, quantify, what do you qualify something as an assault weapon? And as, as you hear people, as you hear a lot of uh, anti-gun people uh, stand up and try to tell you what and define to you what it is it's really a stupid and it really shows how how much time and effort they have put to actually research what they're talking about how can you really demand that laws be passed if you don't even take the time to research what you're talking about if I'm going to go talk to a bunch of guys that do electrical work, I want to make sure that at least I know some of the 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 slang, the words for the tools. What do they call this tool? What do you how do you use it? And just educate myself. But most of the time when you hear these guys, these people come out, it's really about they're they're really there just spewing all of this false uh false narrative about how guns work and and they are really sound to the non-gun owner as if they know what they're talking about but if you are a gun owner and if you will have semi put some time in to actually research uh guns you will laugh when they when you hear what they are saying because there's no truth to it they're uh, these are uh, thirty clips uh gun that uh, is made out of plastic and uh shoots laser beams and uh no um, that, that, that that there's the, the, first of all uh let me let me simplify it for you okay an a r fifteen what is an a r fifteen what does st- a r stand for so a lot of our senators and congress people have uh always uh said that an AR means automatic rifle oh my god uh no it doesn't and if you had had if you would have just gone to google and looked up what AR-15 what the AR stands for you wouldn't have said something so stupid AR stands for Armalite which was the first company uh, that manufactured ARs um and Armalite was the company that manufactured them so this name stuck Armalite model 15 Um so that's where AR15 comes from Now the uh, BS that AR15s are somehow assault weapons is not true Uh see that 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 phrasing assault weapon is really vague Uh, And not really, it's very ambiguous Uh, because what a lot of gun advocates deem for a gun to be an assault weapon, quote unquote, is if that firearm is capable of firing multiple rounds in a single trigger pull, that is considered an assault weapon, but the term is quite quite often um used by politicians to refer to semi-automatic rifles like the ar-15 right that's what we're, the one we're talking about semi-automatic means that every trigger pull that i give will fire one bullet i cannot fire more bullets per trigger pull that means if i pull the trigger It snaps back, it fires one bullet, and then I have to let go of the trigger for it to cycle back so I can fire another bullet. That's what's the difference between semi-automatic and a fully automatic. So when I hear dumb ass people say fully semi-automatic, I know you know absolutely fucking nothing of what we're talking about. So at that point, when you talk to me and you sound stupid, I close myself down and I don't want to hear you because how are you going to come and talk to me without having at least taken a moment or two to actually done your research? And I think that's what most people are not realizing how stupid they sound. Do your research and then come and tell me what's wrong. If you can't do your fucking research, then why are you trying to tell me that I'm doing something wrong if you don't even know what you're talking about? So, AR-15, big, 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 big problem uh, for a lot of uh, anti-gun people. And you see the marches and you hear about these people saying, why do you need a fully semi-automatic rifle? Uh, What? (laughs) I mean, every gun... Post post uh I would say uh besides obviously uh bolt action rifles. But I would dare say after the Civil War, most guns that we have and after after World War One are semi automatic. So uh yeah, just because it doesn't look like an AR doesn't mean it can do the same thing as an AR. I mean, I could, bring, I could bring any other rifle. What about an M1? It's fully semi-automatic. <laughs> I mean, it, it's got, you know, the, and that one actually takes a clip. The M1 Garand takes a clip. You put the M1 Grand and you, put, and you put a clip in there with bullets and you hear the ping at the end. Now, that's actually, you know, a fully semi-automatic if that's what we're talking about. Uh, But, so what differentiates the the M1 Grand from the AR-15? It's the same thing. It's a rifle. In fact, I think the M1 Grand would be, in a certain sense, more, especially close quarters, more deadlier. If people really think the AR-15, like the bullet is just like the worst thing you can have, I'm telling y'all, the AR-15 bullet, it's basically a 22 bullet with steroids. That's all it is. It's not a big bullet. It's not a crazy bullet. It's what they call a bleeder bullet. That bullet is literally a 22 on steroids. If you if you go shoot 22s in AR in an AR15, you will notice that the hole from the AR15 is not that much bigger to that of the one of from from a 22. And so. This whole deal of, of, of being, oh my gosh, the AR-15 is such a huge uh, deal to, to anti-gun people. But in reality, it's just because the, it, it's the foundation. It's the foundation of, uh, of the Second Amendment and people want to chip at it. And for some reason, the AR-15 over time has really become the, the main focal point. From everyone. Uh, So. There have obviously been a lot of. uh, A lot of. Shootings that have happened over the course of the years. And. People say we are making it too easy. Uh, for, for people to get guns. Now, I, I personally sold guns here in the state of Virginia. Uh, it's actually, you know, there's no waiting period. You can just get a gun. Uh, I remember the paperwork, uh, I have a G number. I can sell you a gun legally here in Virginia. Uh, so there is some sort of protocol for you to buy a gun. It's not just come in here and, you know, you, you can walk out with a gun. It You need to bring this. You need to fill out this. You need to fill out this. You need to, this, you need to pay the $2 uh Two dollar fee for running all this, all this background check, which the Virginia State Police will run your background check, and after either a waiting period, you might be delayed, um, and I'm, I'm sure whoever if you've ha- if you've been delayed, your your heart has kind of stopped. It's like, oh, what's going on? Um, but usually, just nothing bad happens. It's just and and then I've been there several times when. People who weren't supposed to have guns, Virginia State Police would reach out to me and be like, hey, can you hold that person, please? Keep him busy. We'll be there in the next five, ten minutes. And, and I would keep him busy, and, and they would show up and arrest them because they were felons trying to buy guns. And they, they knew they weren't supposed to have guns, and they tried anyway, and the cops would show up and arrest them right there in the gun store. Uh, so I can tell you, the, air, the, the system is working. It is rooting, rooting out all these people that should not have guns. Uh, I can't tell you how many times we had people arrested in, in, our, in our stores for trying to buy guns illegally when they knew, when they, knew they weren't supposed to have guns, uh, people that were felons or, or whatever. Uh, so the system is working. But like any kind of net, if you were to throw a net out on the beach, there's people that will still get through. You can't, It's even in the perfect system, there's still going to be slight imperfections. They're going to let people through. So, you know, that's where we say there are going to be people that will go through the system no matter how hard we try. We can just keep putting legislation up. We can just keep doing this But at the end of the day, it's not going to stop every criminal. When somebody is demented and wants to create a crime, it doesn't matter if you have a seven-day waiting period or some other BS. That person has made the decision of doing harm. They will do it no matter what. I mean, California has had all these laws in place and yet you know we had we've had a lot of issues there uh, chicago has had a lot of laws implemented against guns and yet you have one of the most violent criminal uh criminal groups just taking over the whole city so is really the answer to our problems more gun control, or is the answer maybe to our gun control or, or to our gun problems very leisure sentences for things that that for murders that haven't been committed? I personally believe that. <coughs> A lot of these murders and school shootings would be stopped if we were to arm our teachers and prepare them and, and actually train them. And it sucks that we've had to come down to this, but in reality, it's not something new, it's something that we stopped. You know why we stopped it? Because we thought we got we got confer- we got we got just carried away with with how progressive we were that we forgot about the evil in this world. But back in the day, in every schoolhouse here in the thirteen colonies, when we were still very much new and very much growing, every schoolhouse had an armory in it. In fact, the the laws were passed up in Plymouth and here in Virginia that if you didn't bring your gun to church, you were fined. So we have become so compl- complacent and so absorbed by our idea of We are safe and we are fine and nothing will get to us and this shouldn't happen that we forget that we have always lived in a world that's violent and there's evil people. There were evil people back then. There's still evil people now and no matter what we do, there will always be people that do bad things. In order to resist those bad people, good people need to be armed. Armed, made ready, trained, and held accountable. They have the responsibility to protect themselves and the ones around them. Having a few school resource officers is only going to do so much good. But you can't expect a school resource officer to have to be able to defend the whole lives of all the hundreds of students inside of a school. Ohio has implemented some training like this. New Mexico has implemented some training like this. And they have seen some of the least Amounts of shootings in schools, so you can't tell me it doesn't work. We used to have this at schools, and now people are like, "Oh, why, why should they do, why should their teachers be doing this? Because that's what they were doing two hundred years ago. We have gotten so complacent with the times that we don't want to allow our staff to be ready. You have to be. you're living in a world of danger. It is not much different to how people lived not only that long ago, 150 years ago, people were, school teachers out in the frontiers were living this way. You have to be ready. Unfortunately, there's a lot of evil out there. And we, sometimes evil is very difficult to spot. And it it's very difficult to be to see before it reacts we are becoming a reactive so- society instead of instead of a proactive society and the more we do it the more death it will cause we have to become proactive and people need to realize That there is a problem. But maybe sometimes the easiest solution in our heads is not really the easiest solution. Sometimes the solution is really closer, much closer than we think. We have a problem as a society in which kids are growing up without being taught respect. And they think they can get away with it. And a lot of parents are creating monsters, unfortunately. The Second Amendment is here to protect the weak from those who want to do harm to them. The Second Amendment was not made so you can go hunting. It's made so that you can have protection for you and your family and for an oppressive government. It also institutes in the Second Amendment that there should be a well-regulated militia. A lot of people don't realize that a militia is actually a group of neighbors just getting together and practicing together and mobilizing together, much like A military would. In case we were to ever, God forbid, have a government shutdown where your police force would do nothing. You and your neighbors would be able to perform emergency maneuvers in your neighborhood, protecting you and your loved ones from any kind of threat, whether domestic or foreign. But nobody's doing that now. We just assume that if somebody's in a militia, they are probably you know racist, right wing bastards. Unfortunately, that's not the case. There are still militias out there. There's still militias here in, the, in in Virginia that are that are that have been here since the, since the 1700s. Uh, and it's important that we realize that the reason for those is that so everyone is held accountable you are being held accountable for what you're doing for where you're at and owning you accountable to your second amendment <clears throat> there's a lot of things a lot of problems a lot of laws that will come up and if unless you're on top of it you won't realize how it's slowly infringing on your rights. The more you let it go, the more they'll take, and the more they'll take, the less happier they are, and they need to take more. But it's not going to fix the problem. The easiest solution never creates a long-term problem fixer. But with that being said, we need to focus on being responsible, on being vigilant, and on always, always, always being prepared. Again, like I said, that quote that my dad would get would say to me was, every day I pray to God for peace, but I prepare for war. This has been the Levi Bernier Show. Thank you so much for having me with me. It's a short podcast but we'll be back with my wife and uh, some more uh, awesome podcasting soon We've got several subjects we'll bring you all them on you guys up soon and uh, I hope you guys uh, keep it up with us thank you so much